Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Welcome, everybody. Episode 28, Life Over Par. I want to thank everybody uh, once again that helped make last episode what it was. Um, It was a great time. Um, It was actually one of my favorite episodes we've done so far. Uh, A lot of good responses, a lot of good thank yous. um, And I'm happy that we were able to have something that connected with quite a few people. And I don't know, maybe made some people a little happy and remembering who Cap was. It was pretty fun. Yeah. So uh, it's back, just the three of us this week. Welcome, lots gentlemen. Of lots of leg room. Welcome, welcome. Spring, yeah, lots of leg room. Springer takes up yeah, too same. much space. I a lot of room you. here. I believe you. A lot of room. Wyman, Wyman took up a lot of space. I mean, he's not as big as Springer is. True. Not saying you're big, Springer. Just saying. Bigger. You're bigger. Yeah. Anywho, um, welcome, Kevin. Um, you made it through. Got a storm coming yep. in tonight. Yep. You were able to make it through. Thank yeah, you. I, I thought about it halfway here. I should have just videoed in, but nah, we'll we'll be fine. <laughs> As in, we we mean you. Hopefully, yeah. don't call me to tell you. I ain't gonna be there. So as as we mentioned before, we were gonna, you know, talk about the Tiger documentary. Um, nobody. <laughs> Nobody managed to get Kyle a login for <laughs> no. for HBO, and he doesn't have HBO, so he was unable yeah. to watch unable. it. And like you're probably before, and you're probably looking at both of us like, where's, not, where's that login? It's not mine to give. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you were it's, the one. Uh, it's not my login mm-hmm. to give. I have a login that is not my login. Oh, you have HBO guy. If you both have HBO guys, okay, we have HBO guys. Yeah, I got or an girls, HBO whatever. guy, Netflix guy, yep. Hulu guy. Yep, I got a Hulu guy. I'm the a, Disney guy. <laughs> got a Netflix girl. Um, yeah, I mean, get your hookups. We're fig- we're figuring it figuring it out. Figured out. You need to get your life together, Kyle. Well, I got all other stuff, but ain't no one. HBO's a little pricey. Yeah, so... yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say you. you Probably already know a lot of the stuff that already happened. Probably all of it. Yeah. It's history, so it's already happened. Yeah, we talked about it's history. Yeah. Um, I guess Kevin and I can talk about it, and you can just kind of chime in when you can on things that you know. Is that cool with you? Sure. It works for me. Probably should have said this like a week ago, but you probably could have signed up for a seven-day trial and watched the documentary. Yep. Yeah. And then just canceled. Wow, you guys would you guys should have done that for me, and then I could use your hookup, and you guys could be the guy. Yeah, no, I no, don't no. Know why no. you need us to do it? You we're sign good. up. You do no, the no, trial. No, you sign up, and you give me to me. You give that to me. No, because I'm gonna forget. Well, that's not how this works. I have enough shit going on. <laughs> okay, let's roll. Okay, um, Kevin, what are your initial <laughs> thoughts of the documentary? Uh, it was pretty good. It was interesting to me because I really didn't know 
everything that was going on with uh, all the scandals and everything. And I knew he had a strange relationship with his dad. Just didn't know how mm-hmm. kind of fucked up that was. Um, you can't fault the man for having confidence in his son. <laughs> Did he but ever? But might have been a little overconfident in abilities, I mean, he maybe? compared him to Gandhi. Uh, yeah, I got a quote here. Uh <laughs> What? He is going to help so many people. He will transcend this game. The world will be a better place to live in by virtue of his existence. I mean, that's a lot to put on a kid. I think he nailed it. I was going to say, how how old? Yeah. But he did. Exactly. Like, was he wrong? Yes and no. How old was he when he said that? You have any idea? Uh, I don't remember exactly how old he was when he said that. I think it was Damn. I I think he was old enough to where like there was thoughts that he's going to turn pro soon. I think he was yeah. almost to the age of where he's thinking going pro. Um but another quote from his dad that is just out of this this world that I think maybe he is a little off his rocker as well. Um swung a miss. Yeah, I know that I was personally selected by God himself to nurture this young man and bring him to the point where he can make his contributions to humanity. I mean, huh. again, he wasn't wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, give, give a little credit to your wife. Like, hello, <laughs> it's all me. I'm doing all this. That's what. Well, one thing I definitely didn't know and learned from it was that his dad was a Green Beret. Yes. That did two tours in Vietnam. Yes, he did. And his job was to go behind enemy lines with C4 mm-hmm. and blow up like underground headquarters. He's like a, so he's a bomber. You you have to have something something different than everybody else. <laughs> you got to be going on in your head. Unique. Yeah. Yeah. To use a good word. You got to be a little unique. I don't want to say crazy, but yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I guess like that mindset, you wouldn't think like you always got to think two, three, four steps ahead. So he's thinking, all right, so this is the plan now. All right, what, what's our plan going forward? What's the plan for the future? And like he probably had it. So cemented in his head of all right, three month goal here, six month goal here, a year from now, yeah, and then just then just talked it into existence. It's like the old Conor McGregor, like mm-hmm. Conor McGregor had that that fire in him when he first started out. That's why everyone loved him. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I knew that he was he was pushed into golf. I mean, he he liked golf, but he was pushed into golf. Like as a kid, they talked about um, his teachers. None of them liked Earl. They all thought he was an asshole. <laughs> he and, and yeah, he probably was. I mean, from what it seems like, yeah, he was. He was in an the asshole. documentary, he was definitely an asshole. Um, and Tiger could not ask his dad if he could play other sports, but he asked his teacher, "Can you ask my dad if I could play other sports other than golf?" And the teacher wow. was like a little reluctant because she's like, "Oh man, he's an asshole." <laughs> But she mentioned it anyway, like, hey, um, Tiger asked me if, you know, possibly he could, you know, play some other sports other than just golf. And Earl was like, no, he's going to focus on his golf. 
was like, shut up. This is my son. He's playing golf and he's going to change the world. And he did. And he did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. That's crazy now to think of like that lifestyle now of, of what he was brought up on. And now with, with his son and his daughter, like they talk about how he loves going like their soccer games and doing all the different sports, not putting any pressure on them. Mm -hmm. I think that really resonate resonates with them of just saying, you know, do whatever you want. As long as you're happy, then well, keep doing I, it. But, I feel like that is the outcome of his childhood or lack right. of childhood. Maybe is like, I don't want my kids to feel as pushed into something as I felt I was at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, because clearly Charlie could go down the exact same path. And yeah, he could. And, a lot of similarities, I would say, between uh, the life his dad had <laughs> and Tiger. Yeah. And his son seeing everything the way Tiger saw everything. Right. Um, uh, one thing I, I did not know, um, that his dad cheated on his wife as much as he did. I didn't know all that. And Tiger saw all of it. You know, yeah. In, in the old Winnebago. <laughs> That's a nice looking Winnebago. Or on the road, hotels, whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I also liked how uh, his first girlfriend, her last name, do you remember what her last name was, Kevin? Par. Par. <laughs> his girlfriend's last name was Par. Yeah. Par. <laughs> Tiger, the woods know that Par ain't good enough. Yeah. So then uh, the lady that hooked him up with all the escort service girls, do you remember her last name? No. Masters. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't, That's crazy. I didn't huh? catch that. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Masters. Yeah. So. Damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So you my question. write this shit. To you, uh, Kyle, Kevin, would you take. Tiger's life, ages one to fourteen. Not knowing what it would be after that, though, would you take the constant pressure and work and all that? No, no, not at all. No way. Fuck no, no. Yeah, my ch <laughs> my childhood, my childhood was fun as hell. Yeah, and you golfed a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I golfed a lot. I mean, you're not a pro. Or you know, winning, yeah, I'm, I'm still shitty. So that's the thing. Yeah, how, how old are you right now? <laughs> old enough. Yeah, and at your age, I think Tiger had shit. I don't know how many victories on tour. Thirty. Probably, he probably had. He, I think he had fourteen or thirteen majors. Yeah, he would have had thirteen majors by our age. That'd have been nice. Dang, our podcast would be popping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Sorry, guys. You blew it. You blew it. Yeah. <laughs> you fuck. Um, maybe maybe it was just me, Kevin, but I made a lot of, and not like in crazy like the way that Michael Jackson was, but I thought there was a lot of similarities of like the Michael Jackson documentary and Tiger with right. like Michael's dad pushing him into music. Right. And not really having much of a childhood and how he turned out kind of uh, different suspect. <laughs> yes. 
And then Tiger being pushed into golf. I know he liked golf, but it was like, this is what you're doing. I don't care what else you want to do. Right. And now, like, the way they made him look was like he was this kind of weird outcast amongst the celebrities or the athletes. Yeah. I didn't watch the Michael Jackson documentary, but I know that his dad really forced music upon Mm -hmm. all the kids. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy how Tiger ended up in the exact same footsteps as his dad as far as uh, relationships go. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) My thing is, like, if they're going to do this, if, like, I obviously didn't see the documentary, but why why would Tiger allow to have a documentary that's not going to, like, in the end make him look good or, like, well, Tiger was not in the documentary. So can he just sue the shit out of him? <laughs> he was not actually interviewed in the documentary. No. Which the guys that wrote his it's, book were. It's tough to say. Like, And, and I'll get to that point because uh, I was going to bring up Colin Marikawa. He was asked about it. And... He said that he would not watch the Tiger Woods documentary because it features no interviews from Tiger Woods. And uh, a quote from him says, you know, we all know the history of what happened. Facts are facts. But for a Tiger documentary, unless he's going to be the one narrating it, uh, I really have no interest. Hmm. So, you know, it would have been nice to see Tiger's perspective during the interview and or the documentary to make that a part of it but it was just like right here's our views of this man the whole time and nef- nothing well, really from him several views yeah several views i guess other people's yeah, they views they had they had an interview they had a three three part interview with when earl's dad was or tiger's dad earl um when he was still alive they had like a three part like hour and a half series of when it went from his childhood to like collegiate level. And now when he's pro and I thought they did really well, but obviously it was, he was interviewed, Tiger was interviewed, his mom was interviewed, but I think that was obviously before all the scandal and stuff. So, well, like you said before, none of them, you know, none of the stuff that you've seen on Tiger ever went deep, right? Like they never went deep enough. This one went fairly deep. Yeah, it'd be super interesting to have it all redone with Tiger kind of narrating through it on how he saw things, but you know that'll never happen. No. Because Tiger's the most secretive dude in the spotlight ever. And that's kind of, uh, they kind of twist that in there to make him even worse, I would say. Like to be yeah, that that's... to be that quiet and that secretive, and then to have like just mistress after mistress. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Spoiler. Facts are facts. Yeah. Um, was there pictures of all these biddies? Uh, there, <laughs> there was some video of <clears throat> definitely the first oh, one. Um, she has beat her face up a little bit since. 
the time. Oh, no. The one that looks like Bruce Jenner? Yeah. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner? Yeah. What? She, um, Tiger. she went plastic on her face a little more after she was done with Tiger. So she don't look as good as she did back then. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah. Dang. Agree. Yeah. Um, I did like the part where where they went to Vegas and uh, they're with uh, Michael Jordan and a bunch of other <laughs> big name athletes. And they're like, you know, Vegas is the time where you just get to do whatever you want. And like the girl with the last name Masters, she was the one in charge of like finding good looking women to come talk to these athletes because they just stay in a VIP and drink and smoke cigars and just have a good time. And then they'll be like, Hey, would you like to go have a drink with Michael Jordan? Well, of course they do. So then they bring him on over. Well, Tiger was, you know, really shy about things. He's private right. and, and everything. And he's like, what, what do I say to these girls? <laughs> and, and Jordan was like, tell them, you're Tiger Woods. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Yeah, <laughs> that was I'm going to try yeah. that. Yeah. Next time I'm at the <laughs> bar. Tell them you're Tiger Woods. I'm Tiger Woods. Yep. See how that works for you. <laughs> so it'd be like Michael Jordan's like the big brother then. Well, yeah, well the, and, and, something you could take away like, from that was that Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley corrupted Tiger Woods. Yeah, you yeah, probably could take that away from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's no shit talking about Michael Jordan. I mean, that was well known. Michael is Michael. See, Michael wasn't the quiet, uh, yeah. nothing to air out there kind of guy. Yeah, and I believe the way they put it was a playboy. Yeah. He wasn't the normal playboy. What do I tell these girls? Uh, you're Tiger Woods. That's all you got to say. Maybe that's why they had the uh, the match in Vegas with Phil and Tiger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And Charles Barkley. And Charles Barkley yeah. was there too. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Michael Jordan just happened to fly in that day. Hmm. He was around. Uh, I did like <laughs> the, the family friend that had the blue polo shirt on. And one of his quotes that I really liked was, He's not gonna like this shit. <laughs> yeah. He's sorry, champ. He's like, I'm gonna talk about some things you you're not gonna like. Yeah, which was mostly just, this guy and Earl. Yeah, banging it out in this Winnebago. Yeah, cheating on their wives with some random blondes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's something about Tiger and blondes, and apparently Earl, when he's away from his wife, he had the same kind of fetish. I guess maybe mm. you call it. How does he not, how does Tiger not sue? I don't know. I mean, it's all true, right? I would assume. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like, that's like slandering a name. That's like, like, that's, that could ruin. I don't know. I don't know. I think you could lose sponsors. You could lose all this stuff. It's like. Well, they're just talking about stuff that's already out. Stuff that's already happened. Yeah, he wouldn't lose anything that he hasn't already lost. Yeah, I think his, I mean, his likability is, it is what it is now, so, I don't yeah. know. I can definitely see now why he's private, it's like, why would I even open up a little bit? You guys already assume what you assume, so. Yeah. 
How much assuming is there? Facts are facts. Well, I didn't know that he took a waitress from a diner to a church parking lot. Yeah. I didn't know he did that. And and to his house. Same girl. Yep, and to his house. So how do we know that? Who said that? Well, there's actually security footage from the church of his Escalade rolling into the parking lot and uh, going the, back behind. At that point, the National Enquirer was already yep. following him. Yep, and they had footage and photos of them together. And a used tampon. Yes. From this girl. Yes. <laughs> from the church parking that's, lot. That's weird, right? A huge what? Used tampon. Yeah. The National Enquirer guy like went out and grabbed the used tampon to have his evidence, I guess. It's very weird. <laughs> so in return, I believe him. They said, All right, we won't put this stuff out there, but you have to do a cover for like men's fitness. Yeah, one of them or men's something like that. Owned by the same company that has the National Enquirer. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, we will not put this stuff out Basically. there, but you're going to do the cover of Men's Fitness. So he did it. That makes me think of, well, when I did have an HBO guy, of Ballers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ballers is good. That's a good show. It's like, like blackmail and like, yeah, 10 grand yeah. for this, 30, 50, 100. Like mm -hmm. really like how, how much shit does go down and you don't really think about what it really does. That's one of like, the. It could be even this year. It's like this person has tested positive. Like, did he though? Like, did he test positive for a little corona? money? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Actually, it's false. False negative. That's what happened with Nick Saban. Yeah, first time around, like, probably like three, four times or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's the craziest thing about it all is that Tiger was caught and blackmailed into not being released, and then just went out and cheated with more and more women. Yeah. Like why wouldn't you just, it's yeah. not like you didn't have, you know, you had a wife, like what's going on here? Yeah. Do you, a, a very good looking wife. Do you remember? Cause I do, uh, where you were when you heard that Tiger Woods crashed his Escalade. <laughs> do you remember where you were? Yeah. Where was I? You were with me, or should I say I was with you. We were down, uh, I believe it was Myrtle Beach when you were living there. Uh, we were walking through Walmart. We were picking up uh, food oh, for the weekend because yeah. I came down for a weekend. And yep. I remember I got a notification on my phone, and I was like, no, no, <laughs> look at this. And you looked at it, and you're like, bullshit, no. No, and we just couldn't believe it that he crashed, and we're like, "Oh man, I wonder what happened." Like he crashed, and then it turns out, like the stories were flying out that Elon, like, bashed out his window with a golf club, and they were in a big fight. And we're like, "Holy shit!" Like, no way. And then it's it turns deal. out this all, like, was about this. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> That's was one of the events again? that I can say I remember where I was when. That was yeah. like Thanksgiving, wasn't it? Yeah. Somewhere near there, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was I Thanksgiving. Remember. I remember being I remember I remember watching it. I went watching the interview when Tiger got up there mm -hmm. and apologized I, and I just a I'm so yeah. sorry. 
Yeah, and that blue shirt of his, I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, just put it in an email and send it out. <laughs> That's what one of the guys on the show said, like, he should not have done that. What he should have done was just, like, deny you. and go on with your life. Yeah. I think it's that because his mom, because his mom was right there. That's why. I think he was so disappointed in himself because he made, let his mom down. Probably. He, that would mean he walked right over and gave her a hug afterwards. Yep. She looked as disappointed as can be through the whole thing. And then when he came over to do a hug, she just was smiling for a hug. But I thought she was like just as pissed as can be. Yeah. Snails. That got me thinking too, like how does, so does Tiger have custody, like full custody? Like obviously we don't know the, the extent of everything, but you'd think if Elon wanted her kids that she'd get them at any time. Probably. And they talked about how, I mean, the people that like Tiger, I mean, back then, how they just tried to make Elon look like this money hungry, gold digging, you know, girl, just bluesy. Yeah. Like divorce Tiger, take all of his money and run. But it was like, that's not what she was doing from what I could see in the documentary. She was just right. hurt. Yep. Five years, then she was hurt. I mean, $250 million hurt? I don't know. Maybe. It's a good amount of hurt. Tiger, you can hurt me for $250 million. <laughs> That's right. Hurt me, Tiger. <laughs> hurt me good. Just miss every cut from now on. <laughs> but I got to get that money. Oh, I don't know. You might do what, what's a dollar anyway. amount that, that he never gets in contention ever again? I don't want it. I don't want it. I'll pay $10,000 cash. Tiger Woods will never make a cut at another golf tournament again. I don't want it. 10 grand? Kevin, would you take worth, it? Not worth 10 grand. Yeah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'll take the money. I'll take the money. Yep. I'm going to start a car yep. golf line. I need the cash. You said you would take it? Yeah. <laughs> fuck Tiger, you're not enough money. I don't give a fuck if Tiger makes a cut again. <laughs> I can't I do that. No, I can't do that. I'm not a super <sighs> fan. I do want to say, you know, before all Tiger's, uh, I'd say mishaps, uh, bad choices, uh, cheating, uh, I think <laughs> I, you got to give him credit for handling his life the way he did with his dad, like as a pro and working his mm -hmm. way up because his dad was so controlling. And when he got in with Nike and got the Nike deal, like you could tell his dad was pissed that somebody else was able to have some control of yeah. Tiger and his dad didn't have full control of what he's doing. And mm -hmm. through his dad cheating and everything, like Tiger distanced himself from his dad and said, like, you can't be a dad and a business partner. Like, I don't think right. you can do that. And he kind of pushed his dad away to do his business workings and start the, like, golf school that he was working with because he didn't want any of the bad shit that his dad was doing to make Negative. that stuff look bad. Yeah. So I think you give him a little credit that he had the, the right thoughts about doing that. Mm-hmm. But then he kind of took his life in bad direction and kind of took a shit on that. <laughs> Got to push my dad away for the stuff he's doing. But 
but I'm doing it too. So <laughs> the the 06 British Open win. Um, you finally see not a machine on the golf course. You see a man with emotion when he finally won and like broke down crying with his caddy, Steve. Uh, and then with Elon, it was like really emotional after his dad died. Right. His dad passed. Then he's like, man, I just feel like I could feel my dad out here with me. I thought that was because I, I didn't know a whole lot on Tiger growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I like Tiger, but I wasn't like researching and knowing a whole lot about him. Like I think you were Kyle. Yeah. So I didn't know his dad died like just a tiny bit yeah, before his, that. Uh, yeah, his dad died, I believe, was it in 2006? The year that he died. Um, that that spring, um, before he passed away, I think it was after the Masters, he wanted to win the Masters so, so bad for his dad. Because he wanted him to see him win the Masters one more time before he passed away. And uh, I think he finished like second or third or something like that. And he was so disappointed in himself. And and his dad just like just straight up told him, he's like, you know why you didn't win? Because you didn't want to win it for yourself. You're trying to win it for somebody else. And you can't be in that mindset because that just puts more pressure on you. It's like, and pretty much gave him like a lesson right there. It's like, you can't do that to yourself. You can't. Like on his deathbed, being like, "You can't win this for me. You gotta want it for yourself," mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because like his whole life, it's been seemed like he was winning it for his dad and doing all these things you know, yeah. because of him. Yeah. So I think maybe that was like his like not peace offering, but like his final gift. And I think that's why he put a lot of pressure on himself, and I don't think he want to think that year. I don't know who ended up winning, but that's that's one of the stories he told. Was it was it the U.S. Open that he won with a broken leg? Is that what it was the U.S. Yeah. Open? Because yeah. I remember, I remember the broken leg, but I didn't know that he was actually broken in two spots and an ACL tear. Yep. So like he was in a lot of pain, and I knew that, but I didn't know it was all of that. Like two two spots, it was broken in an ACL tear, and. Mm. I love the part when, he, when his caddy was like, basically like, dude, you're just going to hurt yourself more if you continue to do this. And he looked at him. He was like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> F you. I'm winning this thing. <laughs> and he did. Yeah. It's crazy. That was guts. That was, uh, that was probably on the top. It's going to be in the top five best like sporting events I've watched live. When he made that putt on 18, the course would play off the next day. I don't know what I did the next day, but it wasn't anything but watch that. If I had to work, it didn't matter. Like, you weren't productive. I was not productive whatsoever. I don't. I just remember watching that. That one, having, what is it, like Ray Allen hit one in the corner to help. <laughs> Get wet. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? Basketball. Get wet. We were at B-Dubs. Yep. That guy was yelling it. He was a super fan. As soon as he shot, yep. Get wet. Sploosh. He probably, yeah, that's probably our first degenerate gambler we watched or we seen live. Probably. Well, I don't have anything more on the doc. I thought it was great. Kevin, anything more you'd like to add? Just that uh, no matter how you feel about Tiger and what he went through, 
the the comeback from the scandal and especially from the back surgeries and the way he became like they said in the documentary just the way that after his back surgeries he came back after 300 some days or whatever and was just more human oh yeah he'd joke around with who he's playing against and he'd actually interact with fans shake hands or give high fives and he never did that yeah yeah so i think that's he's definitely changed for the better i would say yeah and and the problems he had with painkillers and all that, they they said it was like a feat that he was able to come back to just be a fully functional adult and live his life again, right. let alone wow. play golf again, compete in yeah. golf again, and actually win the Masters again. And I got to say my favorite part, right towards the end, they're going over the 2019 Masters, and the guy talking is... I believe he wrote the Tiger Woods book that that's kind of based off of or something. But uh, <laughs> he's talking about these players that Tiger's playing against in the 2019 Masters and how they all grew up idolizing Tiger. And they want to they wanna be up against <laughs> yeah, Tiger on Sunday. we brought Sunday. this up before. <laughs> and he says, the fuck you do. <laughs> you don't know yeah. what you're getting into. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle brought that up before. Yeah, they, it was part of like a teaser bit of the doc. Yeah. No, yeah. you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't want Tiger Woods on Sunday. And Definitely they, not. And they didn't. Not that Sunday. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them since that. Not that bad, but not that Sunday. Right. It was just cool to see like has was really cool to see like the President's Cup when he was the captain. And he he playing captain and he went like three and zero for the week or four and zero. Yeah. And he played with Justin Thomas and he, you know, uh, Justin Thomas made a, a sweet putt on eighteen to win the match for him and he hugged. Tiger has this thing where he hugs. I two things. All right. First off, when <laughs> he hugs you, punch you in the chest. <laughs> he'll punch you in the chest, like and then he'll like pinch you. Like he'll he'll grab your like he'll just grab your shirt or whatever it is. <laughs> If you watch watch the video, he grabs or pulls his shirt. Another thing Tiger does that's really creepy. <laughs> like everyone like everyone likes dogs, right? I love dogs. You love dogs, yeah. whatever. But he like gets down to like their level, and he'll just like let them lick him in the face. Like, oh, that's cute, whatever. But it's like, okay, dude, move your face. Like he's like <laughs> just letting Justin Thomas's dog like look at your face. Yeah. If there's a clip out there, if you can find it, put it in there. I'm telling you, like, it's a good, like, four or five seconds of him just getting just licked up, and he's just loving it. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, dude. Like, I don't see a thing, problem but... with that. Well, I don't know what that has to do with the Ryder Cup or the President's Cup that you were talking about, but, but yeah, I guess that is kind of weird. You're off the rails. It is kind of weird, <laughs> I guess. It's yeah. weird. It's not your dog. It's not, even if it is your dog, it's weird. So... Kevin. <laughs> disagree. No, no. I'll go upstairs and let it's lick my face right now for an hour. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. Maybe an hour is a. I little, don't know if maybe, you want that. Maybe that's creepy. You don't. You think you want that, but you don't know what you're getting into. Yes, I do. I have the same kind of dog. Okay. That's older and smells worse. <laughs> Guaranteed. Yeah. I believe that. That will smell worse thing. Um. I was going to jump into uh, 
Neil Patrick Reed saga. <laughs> that you're, cheating fuck. You're familiar with that, right, Kyle? <laughs> oh, yeah. From the farmers and the a farmers. lot of tournaments before that where he's a cheater. So I'm glad I put, I'm glad I put money on him. So, this guy's in the headlines. He put money on him. He's going to, I don't know what it is, but anything negative that he talks about, and if he has a lead, he's nails. So he's do so you good. think he cheated? Yeah. Yeah? Kevin, you I think, think he, he cheated? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Same here. I, like the thing is, like, okay, you mark your ball, like you mark it where you're gonna. So what happened was, is what they thought his ball was plugged. He goes over to like the um, volunteer and he's like, "Did you see it plugged?" And obviously, she didn't have eyes, and she's like, "Yeah, it plugged." Well, she's like, "I didn't see it bounce." Yeah, so she With obviously like, okay, it it definitely bounced like almost four feet. So from that aspect, if you're in competition. Like I've been in competitions before where white conditions, you put the tee down and before you pick that up, you ask not necessarily mm-hmm. not a rules official, but just your playing competitor. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, this is a situation I have. I'm just going to check. I'm going to identify it. And he picks the ball up and usually you pick it up with your pointer finger and your thumb to show, okay, where is it? Cause if there's mud on it. You can't change it. Right. Like you can't, you can't clean the ball. the ball. So he went and grabbed it and then like palmed it. And then all of a sudden he, Threw it somewhere else. No, I just I just watched the video today. What? He walked about five feet and placed the ball on yeah, top of the grass good. nicely. In in no situation can you ever do that, can you? Uh, no. The only way you can place the ball is if it was Rory's situation, which we'll get into that in just a little bit. But we'll say if if somebody steps on your ball in the process of of trying to locate <laughs> the ball, you are allowed to. Place the ball out of because it got embedded because somebody stepped on it. So you can pull it and place it. But you can't just place the ball wherever you feel like you're getting a great lie. That's the thing. Like I didn't see what happened after that. Like did he place it right? And they told rules officials. So here here's the video I seen. I tried to watch the whole thing. He's in a bunker. He does a terrible duck hook to the left. It hits, it bounces, and then he goes up to it where he grabs his ball and starts poking around in the hole with his finger, where a supposed hole, it bounced. There's no way it was embedded. But he's poking around on the ground, walks about five feet, places it in the grass in a real nice area, and then says, well, we better get a rules official over here just to make sure. So then the guy comes over, and he leans down and starts poking in the grass and says, uh, I just wanted to make sure it was embedded right here. And you could tell the official was like, wait, like you already moved the ball? Like how am I supposed to rule an embedded ball if you already moved it? So he's like, well, you can tell right here it broke ground, and I just want you to be able to feel the ground and, you know, see that it broke ground. You have to tell your competitor. Like why wouldn't you have a competitor over there? Exactly. If As a guy that is known to be a cheater and be called out for cheating – if there's any speculation at all, you say, all right, rules official. I want you to hear when I do these things. It just clears it up. Right. So anyway, and that's the official yeah. was like, uh, he pokes in the hole and he goes, uh, yeah, I guess it feels like it <laughs> broke ground. Yeah, I guess it was embedded. Well, I mean, if you poke your finger in and break ground with your finger before someone else is there, yeah, it's probably going to feel like it was embedded. But after that, he didn't drop. He just hit the ball after he placed it. He didn't even drop. But you're supposed to take a drop. He ended well, up parring the hole. 
Like that could have changed everything. Like, yeah, granted, he went out and played well, and but that was the tenth hole on yeah. Saturday. That could have changed right. some things because you still have eighteen holes on Sunday to go. Yeah, plus another eight holes that day. Plus, yeah. So say he didn't say he parred and say he bogeyed or doubled. Instead of being the last group, he's now second or third to last group. Now he's behind, and he has to, you know, he doesn't have that tie for the lead type comfort with someone that's never won on the PGA tour before. Right. So, so you mentioned you had money on him. Mm-hmm. So to touch on that, not only do we feel he cheated, but I believe this, uh, this sports book, uh, points bet sports book also believe he probably cheated <laughs> because they issued Everybody who let me try to read this for you. Uh, Points Bet's online sportsbook that partners with the PGA Tour is offering a refund after Reed sealed oh, yeah. the deal at Tory Pines. Points Bet's posts on its Twitter account that it would refund pre-tournament bets on all players other than Reed for the Farmers Insurance. So they're pretty much like, yeah, he probably cheated. So if you bet before the tournament yeah. started on anybody but Reed, yeah, we're going to give you your money back. I don't think there's even a probably there. You're pretty sure he cheated. <laughs> yeah. He cheated. And, and like to get in now to like the Rory situation, he kind of had somewhat of that same deal. I didn't really get most of it, like a little bit of it. But from what I understand, like he marked it and he had a playing competitor come over and look at the situation first, and then he didn't call a rules official because it's like, all right, we're both in consensus here. Like, we know. Yeah. We, I mean, you're a professional golfer. You, you yeah. know the rules. Yeah, like, I mean, it rained four inches that night. Balls have been plugging. So it's well aware that this is going to happen. He, from the, the video that I watched of it, he thought he had an embedded ball. So he talked to his guy he was playing against, his, he was playing with, and he said, I think I got an embedded ball. And his guy was like, yeah, go ahead and take relief. And he said, do I just yeah. take closest point or club length? And he said, you're taking a club length. That's fine. That's the rule, club length. So he did. Uh, watching the video, his ball also bounced. And it made you think, okay, there's no way that ball plugged. So with all this backlash that Patrick Reed got, Reed, <laughs> who's known – uh, again, as a cheater, um, pretty well known that his wife is crazy. Um, she, we're pretty sure, controls his social media accounts. Yep. And it's been speculated that uh, they have a burner account. Together. Where, where they, they say whatever they really want to say on this burner account so it doesn't come across as Patrick Reed saying these things. But they had a problem. They posted something that they wanted their burner account to say accidentally from Patrick Reed's account. (laughs) And as soon as they figured out, oh, shit, that went to the wrong account and got deleted. Minutes later, it got posted on this other account, word for word, in all caps, exactly the way it was on Patrick Reed's account. So uh, it's pretty much 100% sure that's the burner account that they use. Um, and basically it said, Rory McElroy did the same thing today on hole 18. 
and didn't even call a rules official over to deem the ball embedded. End of story. All caps. Yeah. So we don't need a rules official if you and your your playing partner are like yeah are in agreement. Exactly. Like you don't need a rules official even like like match play. Like you don't need a rules official be like, hey, I don't want to. I you we win this hole. Okay. Like perfect. Go next hole. Like, do go ahead and do everything you did, but don't already have your ball moved and then get a competitor or a rules official to come over. Yeah. yeah and that's us. Yeah. So there was a great interview that Jim Nance did. I think it was that day. He had another rules official who wasn't there, but watched it so he could have him in on for an interview and basically asked him, do you believe that a ball can get embedded after a bounce, if it if it hits the ground and bounces a second second time or, or up in the air and lands a second time, do you believe that that can be embedded? And this guy, I don't know if he was just trying to protect Reed because there's this big thing now that the tour tries to protect its players and like he is being protected by the PGA because they don't want any of their players to look bad. But you could tell... It was like, do you think the ball can be embedded on a second impact when the bounce never got more than a foot off the ground? And by his questioning and his facial expressions or this guy talking, you could tell even Jim Nance wanted to say, bullshit. <laughs> you could tell. Boy, Jim. He was like, he's not buying this. Oh. So... They also asked Xander Shoffley. So basically, Xander was questioned. said, did you have a chance to see what happened with Patrick Reed yesterday? He said, not. I didn't search for the video. I just have heard talk amongst the boys out here. Then they said, have you ever ran into a situation like that in the golf course? He said, I would not put myself or create a situation like that. That's kind of, I wouldn't. If my ball's embedded, I usually will wait and call someone and kind of wait until everyone's on the same page. Wait to mm -hmm. look at the video. So I try to avoid situations like that for that reason. Just to be clear, they said, you wouldn't have picked up the ball. Xander said, no, I would wait for an official. You can put a tee in the ground and check your ball. I mean, he did everything by the book according to an official, and everyone stood by there. Obviously, the talk amongst the boys isn't great, I guess. But he's protected by the tour, and that's all that matters, I guess. So, I mean, the talk is he's protected by the tour. He's been right. cheating, you know, in the past, and they don't want their guys to look bad. So the tour is trying to, like, stop that, I guess. Stop the bad image instead of stopping <laughs> the cheating. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... I, even with the embedded ball thing, like it bounces or whatever, have like have you ever had it? Is it different from like a ball bounces like on a green and like spins and then rolls back and it lands in its own pitch mark? Like that's a pain in the ass too to, to mm -hmm. mark it, take the ball out and then fix it like fix it and then try to like put it exactly there like back where it was mm -hmm. with your alignment. Yeah, like that's a pain in the ass to do. But I don't know. If that ball bounces and then goes back in the pitch mark or just stays there, is it different? 
obviously in the rough because it's longer grass. But it's kind of, I don't know. Maybe well, it was wet enough where I could, but I don't know. Well, Rory was brought into that because of the tweet that, um, you know, Reed's crazy wife right. did on the burner account <laughs> and his real account on accident. Um, so there was an interview with Rory that I seen yesterday, and it was it was pretty great. Um, they asked him, you know, what are your thoughts about being brought into this by Patrick Reed? And his response was, uh, was it Patrick? I don't think it was Patrick. Might have been somebody from the Reed family, but I uh, don't think it was Patrick. I thought that was a perfect response. Even the players know his wife's crazy and has this burner account, basically. But how do you, um, how do you like, why would you even stay in the game? <laughs> I don't know. Like, you're going to show up every weekend and know that the two or three guys you're playing with fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure Bryson has that feeling a lot too, but he's not a fucking cheater. Yeah, he, he has that feeling not because he's a cheater. Yeah, right. he has that feeling because it's like, one, he takes forever. Two, he has to calculate everything out, which makes him take forever. Right. And he's just a scientist he's, out there. He's kind of a dude. Do you guys, but... here's a question. Here's a question. Do you think if Oliver comes to a point where they actually find him cheating, some like anywhere, do you think that the Masters would kick him off of the champion's dinner and I stuff? Doubt I, would... I doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. The way golf. It... I think they would. I think the way that the Augusta National is and the way that. It would have to be so obvious, and there yeah. would have to be no way that the PGA could cover it up. Yeah, he'd probably have to. Get, yeah, he'd have to get suspended from the PGA. There would have to be like no way around covering up the fact that he cheated for that to even come close. Because, as they said, and the players say, he's protected. Right, he's protected, and he's protected by Augusta National since he's a Masters champ. So in that, they didn't kick Tiger out. No. They gave him a real tongue lashing. Yes, they did. <laughs> which which his family friend didn't think that was right. No. It's not for a tour to discipline Tiger or be mad at Tiger or publicly tongue lashing. Not, not even the say. tour, the the president of Augusta or whatever. Yeah. Whatever he is. Yeah. Ugh. President. Czar. Grandmaster. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> in that same interview with Rory. Um, because he was brought in that situation because he had a similar thing happen. Um, they did send him an email on Monday that said that the spectator that was looking for his ball or the volunteer stepped on his ball, and that's why he found it as an embedded ball on the second right. bounce. Um, Rory went to bed uh, the night before, and in that interview he said he was like, he was questioning whether he saw what he saw, like he was feeling really bad. Like maybe I did the wrong thing. Like, did it, was it not embedded? Did I, did I actually cheat? Like he couldn't figure out after watching the video and seeing it bounce. Yeah. Like uh, how did it, how did it look the way it looked when I found it? So he thought he, you know, he, he said he had trouble sleeping. He wasn't thinking he did the right thing. Turns out. Yeah. He really didn't, do the right thing, but it's not in, like he didn't know what it was going on. But if somebody steps on your ball, you are able again to lift and actually place the ball. So he really dropped 
took a drop when he really could have just placed it yeah. next, next to where it was at, but he didn't know that at the time. And I think, and you he, can give him a break on that. And he's sitting there losing sleep, and Patrick Reed and his wife are at home with, oh, how do we take the spotlight off me because I'm a dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Yeah, he said that even at the, um, uh, was it the U.S. Open or the PGA he was playing in, where Rory lost his ball and the spectator was looking for it. Yep. And they stepped on it and he found it. And he said, mm-hmm. well, I, I touched it. Or he said, all right, we get a free drop. And they got a free drop. He's like, well, wait. Like, there's no way that this ball was in this good of a like, yeah. lie. So I'm going to make it a worse lie. So I don't want to be yeah. looked at as, you know, a He's cheater. He's that honest like that. of a guy. Yeah. That honest of think, a guy. I think most of them are. He dropped it and it was like, whoa, this is perched right up on top of the grass. Perfect. Like, Yeah, mm. this isn't how it that's not like, good. I, I need to drop and make a worse life for myself. <laughs> this isn't right. Yeah, this isn't worth. Yeah, it's not worth my other competitors. So, so anyway, that went a long way. Patrick Reed, you're a cheater. We all know it. Your wife's crazy, and you have a burner account. We kind of all know that now. <laughs> There's really no hiding that when you have the same exact tweet a minute later from a different account after you accidentally put it on your own. Good work. Yeah. Good work. The whole world knows you're a cheating asshole. Just just go away. So today was the first day of the Waste Manager Phoenix Open. Woohoo. Yep. I had uh I had my selection for who I was gonna pick for, for this tournament already before it started. Again, I said today when, when I was asked, he could shoot five over today. I'm still taking him. But predictions. For who's going to win this weekend? I'll start with you, Kyle. Mm. Who well, will take it home today or this week? Well, I thought Ricky always plays really well there. He does. And he's always really in the mix on 16, and he's been playing really well. Him and um, Matsuyama always play. It seemed like the last like, three or four years are right next, you know, neck and neck. So I'm like, all right. I liked him. I liked Bubba because he was hitting a driver on 16. Yeah. Was that, that was pretty fun. Was that like a, a pro-am thing or was that just a practice yeah. round or what was that? Pro-am? Yeah. Wednesday pro-am? Yeah. I'm like, all right. He just kind of like, that was just a flag. But like, all right, I like him. And then. And he's doing TikTok Zan- videos in the bunk- yeah. bunkers. Yeah. Yeah. Tiki tack. Doing those TikTok videos. Tiki-tack. Come on, TikTok videos. And then I like I know Xander just because I never root for Xander and he's a okay. stick. So I was like, all right. So you got one, one to pick. Don't give three. Just like in the text, you gave three. Kevin gave two. Who's your one pick? I know. Well, he's cheating just... now just because I know that Xander is. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so yeah, now you, you got to go with Bubba. Okay. Cheat fuck. It, yeah, get, Bubba, if Bubba can make it. You I'll get do Patrick it. Reed. That's it. You cheat and fuck. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to cheat, we're going to call you Reed. Yeah. Reed. So who's your pick again? Reed. Say your pick. Shoffley. Okay. Kevin? Brooks Kepka. Okay, that was one of your picks. I'm going with Rory. He's got fire. He's never played this tournament. This is the first time he's coming in and playing it. But the course is built for him. His game, mm. this is like his game is built for this course. The second you said his name in text, he bogeyed. Yeah, 
that's the way my betting is going, though. So uh, I laughed out loud. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. But he's one so under. Where is that? He's, I think he's oh, one under today. Shoffley, is he five under? I think he finished five. Five under? I think so. Brooks, was he three? Three, three under? under. So I'm uh, I'm behind here by a bit. Matsuyama was even. I think I think he'll come back. I think um yeah, he'll turn it around these next three days. Steve Stricker is tied for fifth. As far what? as Ricky Fowler goes, I don't think that boy is playing in the Masters this year. <gasps> you he, know who I see that's twelfth right now? Fleetwood? I don't know. <laughs> I just feel like you're always going to talk about Fleetwood from that, that, that episode on. Spath. Oh, Spath. making a comeback, boys. All right. How did they pick the captain of the Ryder Cup? Not to get off the rails here. I think it's a player pick, isn't it? Or is that President's Cup? For what? The captain of the Ryder Cup. How do they pick it? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the board of the PGA that picks it. Okay. Is it a player like, pick for the President's Cup? No. Like all the players vote who? I think it's I think it's the same thing. Okay. I think it's someone that's the board of PGA. They think that they represent the game well and blah blah blah. Okay. That's um, what I think is. Is the 16th hole at the Phoenix Open like one of the greatest things of golf? Yeah. <laughs> Stadium hole? That's pretty dope. I mean, and it's loud. this year it's completely surrounded. I know they only have 5,000 fans that are allowed in, but usually I think there's sixteen to 18,000 fans around that one hole, and you have to take yeah. a tunnel underneath the bleachers to get to the hole in a tunnel underneath the bleachers to get out of that hole. Yeah. That's ridiculous yep. for golf. But I think that's that one is. of the coolest like holes on tour is that. Got yeah, that's gotta be. Everybody's cheering, everybody's drinking, having a good time. And if you <laughs> hit a hole in one there, there are beers flying, which is nowhere else on tour that's gonna happen. Would would you rather would you rather hit uh, a tee shot that goes in the bunker and then chip out and then two putt for a bogey? <laughs> that sounds like a good option. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> or. Uh, well, let's say you, know, you par. You par it. Okay. Or would you want to stick it to three feet and miss the putt and tap in for par? Well, uh, like which which chain would you want? So like, you're telling me I'm getting get, a Sandy? I'm getting a bunker, yeah. putting it you're close getting, out of the bunker and making it, or yeah. just barely getting out of the bunker and making that one. You're getting you're getting booed either on the tee or off the green. I don't want to be booed off the green. I want to leave the hole with with uh, yeah. the good feeling. All right, so you want to hit it in the bunker. So I'm fine with putting it in the bunker and having a great bunker shot or a shit bunker shot and draining a good putt. Either way, I want the par – where I hit it in the bunker first. I think that's the route. I don't want to stick it to three feet and miss that putt. Yeah, that'd be. I don't want that. Kevin? 
I think this is the worst game of Would You Rather. I think he's yeah. like, I'll take any of them. Yeah, it's a par. It's a par, so. Yeah. Fuck it. I get, two, I get two strokes. That's a hole in one. Let's celebrate. Been there. <laughs> Throw those beers, man. Got yourself an ace. So I'm taking Rory. You're taking Kepka. You're taking Xander. We'll see how that pans out for us. When everybody hears this, they're already going to know who won. So, yeah, they'll they'll know if we were dumb or if we made the right pick. Mm-hmm. And now, to what Kyle is wearing. Anyway, they don't know. Do we have to talk wearing, about it? Uh, we don't have to cheeks. talk about what he's wearing. I guess we can just talk about the game. Mm. Question though, why is it? that all of these betting sites that have commercials on TV are not allowed to say Super Bowl. Why are they all saying the big game? Or when they do say Super Bowl, it gets bleeped out for FanDuel. I don't understand. Why can't they say Super Bowl? I didn't know they couldn't. I don't know. I didn't know that either until this year. I've noticed the commercials. Well, we didn't have betting commercials. The guy's like, I can't say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Super Bowl. But but it's blanked out and his mouth gets covered. And then everybody, every other commercial says the big game. And you know what big game we're talking about. You know what we're talking about. Why can't they say Super Bowl? I don't understand this. It makes no sense to me. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. If you know, message us. Let us know. I mean, I would. We're not going to look it up. I would Google it, but that's just too much work, right? We're very busy. Maybe Google doesn't know. We're very busy. Yes. So predictions for the game. Kyle, I'm sure you're thinking the Chiefs are taking this. I'm picking the Chiefs. Uh, it's I'm nervous. You should nervous be. in two ways. I'm I'm nervous because giving Tom Brady this much time, and the way he said his interview the today or yesterday, said that he's like he's never been just isolated. I mean, he, he, from away from his kids and his wife to just do this. They've always had like distractions and they've always, you know, after practices or whatever, they go back to hotel or he goes home like in Tampa and they're not there because of COVID protocol. He's like, I just sit and I just watch film and watch film and watch film. And you give him this dude two weeks to do that. That makes me nervous. But also like Andy Reed, he's really good off of a bye, bye week. His right. record's really good. So they're going to find a way. I think they're just going to have at it and everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, we got to take the over. I think that the, I don't know. I'm nervous. Yeah. A lot of thoughts. As you should be. As you should be. Um, I came to you guys today about my betting league. Oh, you're welcome. You didn't answer me at all, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you. Fucking work. Yeah, I know. So was I. Kyle, were you at work? Uh, you can't say. No, no. Okay. Um, it's not at work. So, I my initial thought was I was going to go because this is <laughs> week. Excuse me. This is the big game week. Sleep that, that out. Um, I was going to do because how bad I am at betting. Why make multiple bets, like like many bets, when I am shit at it? Then I'm just going to lose all of them and just drag out my misery. Just make two 
18 <laughs> share bets. That's the way that my league works. Because 18 is a max. So I can do two 18s. But instead, I went four nine share bets. So I took shortest touchdown will be over a yard and a half. Good pick. So they're at the one. And they so just, if they're they at the one and they get in, I lose. But do you think oh. there's going to be a touchdown of one yard? That's no. tough. I think, I think with I think these two could. teams, I think with these two teams, it's not going to be a one-yard touchdown. I don't think there's going to be one. Now, if they get within eight yards, it's uh, Travis Kelsey or Rob Gronkowski. That's the thing. Uh, like they do, they do like sweeps hill. or they do stuff, and they stop at the one-yard line, and then they do the fake pitch, and then Patrick Mahomes walks it in. No, they're they're in before a one yard. I'll take it. I'll take a touchdown. I don't want to go out the one. No way. So I, I want to be anyway, Seattle. I took the over one and a half. I took the over. I think that's we'll, a good bet. We'll see how that works out, but I feel like that's good. Uh, Patrick, I think this is a real safe bet. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns over two and a half. I yes. think he'll have three or more. Yeah, I think that's safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just—he's so going to throw it to Tyreek. He's going to throw it to Kelsey. I think, yeah, it's over. I think I think he's going to have maybe just one that's actually like a throwing touchdown, and the other ones are going to be like he just jet sweep and he just goes bloop and just passes yeah, it. Just that him. quick little forward pitch, like yep. underhand toss kind of thing. Yep. Either way, if it gets to three, I'm good. I'm fine with that. Safe bet. These last two. Oh, easy money. <laughs> Kyle talked me into these. I don't know. I'm not real confident on these. I feel like I should have put 18 on the first two. But, Kyle, if these don't hit, you've been pretty lucky with your betting lately, so I rolled with them. You know Kyle doesn't show us the bets he loses, right? Uh, Probably not. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Mahomes completions. 28 and a half. Took the over. Me way over 28 and a half. Wow, yeah, 20, 20 and a half. That's yeah. easy. Easy, he's huh? gonna ha- he's, he's probably gonna have a 20 in the first half. I hope you're right. And then Tom Brady completions 26 and a half. That's Ugh. gonna be a little di- that's I gonna be a little dicey over. for you. That one's gonna take, be dicey. Jesus Christ, you take the over. What's gonna happen? Is they're just gonna dink and dive, and they're gonna take timeouts, and they're gonna they're not gonna be able to run the ball at the end of the game. They're gonna have to throw it. He's he doesn't have Julian Edelman because they're gonna be behind. Godwin, right? Right. So he's gonna throw the ball more. Yep. Okay. Okay. Is it completed if you throw it to another defender? Uh, no. I think that's called an INT. I don't think it goes for uh, (laughs) completion. Completed to a person. That's not the intended receiver. Either way, I like There's the over a pass goes. to no one in particular. Dink and dive. I, I will bet both quarterbacks will throw over 30. Okay, I hope you're right. That means I win both of mine. 30 completions? Yeah. So, yeah. I was supposed to have those bets in by noon today, <laughs> and I thought it was midnight tonight. So, he gave me an extension. But I would like to add. So you're like the Patrick Reed of bets. 
No, wow. I didn't cheat. I just got an extension. Check, check your line. Got an extension. <laughs> so, so, so here's here's what I got though. I said I sent him a text or an email afterwards because he sent an email out that said, "Hey, I don't have your your bets yet. I need those in. Get your shit together." And I told him I thought it was it was midnight, not noon, but I'll work on it. And a little after that, basically, the, the email was, hey, you're not going to win anything, so get your shit together and just get something in. <laughs> it's like, wow. wow. I know I'm in last place. I know what? I'm in last place. I'm not going to win. Yeah, I'm not going to win money overall in the league. No. But I could maybe stop the bleeding a bit. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'm a degenerate. I got money on I got. I got money on both teams. Yeah, that's that's not right. No, it's the I way get, you it's bet a, pisses it, me off. If the Chiefs win, I don't care. I win two grand. I don't need the logistics of it. Two grand if, off a ten dollar bet. Off a ten dollar bet. Pretty nice. If Kansas City, and if Tampa loses or Tampa wins, I place a three hundred and forty eight dollar bet. That'll pay out five fifteen. So I went over eight hundred bucks. So what are your two bets? If if Chiefs just win outright, just win, you get two grand. That's it. Yep. Okay. Uh two thousand twenty five dollars. Okay. What is the bet on the the Buccaneers? Is it just oh, yeah. straight up they win? Straight up money okay. line. So there's no like there's there's no like three and a half. Nope. Anything like that to where if they win by one, you just straight up lose it all? That would suck. You didn't yes. do that? No. Good I idea. thought about it because the money, the line was better, but either way, this the, the money that I won to place this bet came off of a, a dollar thirty-eight I had left. A dollar thirty something I had left in my yep. account, right? I remember this. You and made like it, fifteen bucks. I made fifteen. That turned out fifteen into ninety. Then that ninety turned into a three game a three game parlay with the Bills, with uh, Josh Allen throwing under three hundred and that got some you two fifty, I think. And that got me the two fifty. Yep. And that's what I place it on. There. So either way, I'm only invested like twelve dollars. That's pretty darn good. How much have you lost, it. though? How much have I lost? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Does Michelle know? Oh, she knows. <laughs> she sees all, she sees the balances all the time. She, it's always, I always, when I ever take money or I take money out of my account, I always put money back in. So it like balances out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But. So. Chiefs win, you win uh, two grand. I mean, can't be mad at that. Yeah, she'll, she should be happy. Yeah, Michelle. Uh, let's see my summary account. As of right now, I am for the year minus twenty dollars. Wait. Or for the whole? No, for the whole. My whole for the last two years. And but you talked that, me that, into these last two bets. <laughs> I and told you minus, minus twenty dollars. I told you. He only sends pictures of the winning bets. God, Kyle. No, I've been t- I'm down twenty bucks, but I have a pl- a bet of three hundred and fifty dollars still in play. So over a course of a whole year, you gamble and you're still ahead. Are you kidding? 
Okay, so, so the 350 is is out of it. So it deducted. counts that out already. So it thinks you lost 20 now. Okay, right. so you're really up. Yeah. A few hundred dollars. I'm still a little worried. But okay. And I'm on a hot streak. That's what I mean. You sure are. That, 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 got me, that got me out of the hole. So this, that last two weeks. So. Okay. All right. Kevin, who do you got? I don't give a fuck about this game. Wow. And that's and that's this, and that's the big game, Kevin Hacker. Thank you for your insight. This whole podcast has been one big shitty. Would you rather? <laughs> really? Okay. Patrick okay. or Tiger Woods? Wow. Sorry. Like Carhartt. Yeah, Carhartt too tight. Yeah, that might be it. Sabini. Oh, Sabini. Yeah. I told you it was a bad idea, but I committed. Oh, yeah. You were can't take it off. You're already pot committed on that. Then my part just won't look right. Yeah. So, (laughs) speaking of betting, I'm going to end it with uh, the Red Wings. Oh my fucking! I'm repping it here. I know it's bad. It's bad. It's looking bleak. Jesus, it's not good right now. It's not good right now. It's so bad. They are eighth out of eight in the Central. It's not good. They've lost like seven in a row. Not good. I said not good. Um, They are, I mean, come on, you got to take bets on this, Uh, plus 50,000 to win the Stanley Cup. That's that's 500 to one odds. What are the odds that they get the first pick in the draft? Oh, wait, it's a lottery. It's, uh, yeah. They still Uh, have pretty good odds. (laughs) But they're 500 to one to win the Stanley Cup. I think 500 to one, you take that. Anyway, that's like that's like Cleveland Browns odds. No, I wouldn't take that. I mean, you got to at least put something on it, right? No. Nope. Have you watched any of the games? <laughs> yes, I have. Like, it's not good. Like against Tampa Bay last night. Yeah, not good. When Five Tampa one. Bay scored three goals in four minutes. Yeah, not good. Oh, the first four minutes. Yeah. So this that was a question I was going to ask Mike. So tomorrow there's a game. Yes, there um, is. Podcast. So they're plus 300, and the over-under for goals is five and a half. So the Tampa Bay is going to score five goals, and maybe the Red Wings score one? Uh, right? It was five to one last game. Hmm. Tampa Bay almost covered that spread in the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I <Jesus>. said <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> but it is bad. I feel like at 500 to one odds – you at least put yeah. something on it, right? I'm not, but you're no. a shitty degenerate gambler. Go ahead. So what, go what, ahead. What, you should see what the Lions' future is for the Super Bowl. I'm not on a betting site, <laughs> just so everybody's clear. I'm not anymore either. Oh, no? Why Whoa. not, Kevin? What happened? I think my phone's too slow. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh-huh. Seriously, it just pissed me off so much I just deleted it. Okay. I couldn't get it to fucking work right. Well, here's what I don't like. It was asking me to not only send them a picture of a selfie holding my driver's license. What? Yes. What? The Barstool Sportsbook app. Oh, didn't use Barstool. And it wanted me to send them a picture of my social security card. Nope. And I wasn't doing it. Not going to happen. Yeah. So I messaged the guy because it said you can chat with him. And he's like, oh, it's just extra security, extra steps that we go through for security. 
just click on the link and you can put it into our, our, like our system that's super secure, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you expect me to click on this random link and send you a picture of myself holding my driver's license and social security number. He's like, oh, it's super secure. Once you click yeah. on the link, nobody else can use the link. You know what my first form of security is? Like no. not sending pictures of my social yeah. security. That number. seems a whole lot more secure. Yeah. So our stool. Just st- sign up for uh I do no free ads, but yeah. the FanDuel. And you'd pretty or, much just have uh, to uh, DraftKings. Se- select the state that you're in. Yeah, or DraftKings. <laughs> Not yeah, I got the stock of DraftKings. Come on, Kevin. Whatever. DraftKings. Um, the, the Red Wings are 50. 500, is it? 500 to 1 odds. They're plus 50,000, which means $100 bet wins you 50,000. So that's 500 to 1. Dang. The Lions are plus 12,000. But it depends on the site you go to because I've seen them also at plus 35,000. I've seen them at plus 45,000. Just one that good. was there was plus fifty thousand. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I think at some point the 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 odds get so large that maybe the owners are like, let's throw some cash on this and sell as much as we can and get like every guy we can just collect and try to win this year <laughs> and try to win all that money. Uh. You can try, but yeah, you can try. I don't know. Go ahead and try. Anyway, I will uh, buy some kneecaps on the way up. I'm not on a betting thing. Um, None of the sports books, so I won't be putting any money on it. But at five hundred to one, I mean, maybe. I see why you're losing your league. Why? It's Detroit. (laughs) What am I doing, right? Gambling with your heart, maybe. I don't know. It's not a good idea. I know. Uh, never who do you idea. have? I know. That's why I'm not. Yeah, so doing who it. do you have, Prior? Who do For you have the, the winning the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay. Yeah. The Lightning. big game. Oh yes. I'm sorry. Winning the big game. The Mega Bowl. Um, <laughs> um God, that's tough. I will say the Chiefs. I gotta try to remember my my squares because I want them to win to where I win a square too. Oh, now you have squares too. <laughs> yeah, I got, yeah, I got squares. Squares, squares are the squares. best. I don't give a shit about the game, but I'll always buy squares. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm gonna say the Chiefs will win by eight. Win by eight. Why eight? I imagine it's got something to do with your squares. It's um, just a number I had in my head. I don't know. I'll say four, just so anyone that took the Tampa. Tampa's going to go for two at some point and not get it. So Chiefs will win by eight. I I like that. Yep. Kevin, Kyle, any any ending stat? I didn't get one this week. I was going to leave it to, uh, to you guys. I've had some stats to end before. Some not so great, but uh, I did not come prepared for this. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. Kyle? Mm-hmm. I would say if you take both teams, you can't lose, but you really could. So don't bet both teams. Unless you're in a position like I am. <laughs> I fucking hate your betting. Stop, yeah. stop sending us messages about it. You're just pissing me off. 
Okay. Because you're losing. Anyway, I'm not betting. Uh, <laughs> we've been dragging on. I don't know how this episode will even go. We'll see. Uh, that was episode 28. How about them cheese? Bye. Bye. Bye.